There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have you ever had your very own pie gate situation at your uh, place of business? This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello there. Have you ever had somebody who is the food thief at your own office? Tell us about it, 651-641-1071. Uh, because yesterday we had a pie situation. Private pies, we're haunting you. You stole our precious food. Yeah. <laughs> that was so bad. Pathetic. Okay. Um, if you didn't hear yesterday's program, I would suggest podcasting it. It's available on our app or from your favorite podcast download thing. Um, we had two pies in a refrigerator here at the station. It was a community refrigerator, now, uh, but I not would, one where everybody gets to eat whatever's in there. Yeah. So the rule of the fridge is uh, if there's something in it and it's not yours, you don't take it. That's just them's, them's Damn the, the rules. It's so obvious. Now, that said, if it's on the counter next to the refrigerator, uh, you can do whatever you want. Meaning, usually we put food there for people to take when we don't want it. Mm -hmm. These pies were in the fridge. And yes, I know because I put them in the fridge myself. I mm -hmm. had to rearrange some stuff. There was a letter inside the pies that said Colleen and Bradley's pies. And within an hour of me placing those pies in the refrigerator, they were gone. Somebody had absconded. Eaten. Actually, what we what we came to learn, Colleen, I think, is that somebody we just don't know who removed the pies yeah. from the refrigerator. Yeah. Well, I think we know one person mm -hmm. who removed a fridge from the pie. A pie from the or fridge. The other way around. Mm -hmm. Donnie. Donnie. But who removed the initial pie? We don't know. Because mm -hmm. once the pie was removed and put on the counter, the vultures descended. And somebody literally walked away with an entire pie or a good chunk of the pie because there was a pie plate. I also want to just add this to the equation so people understand. We're not we can't get really mad at the people who are eating the pie because no. this is a thing about radio. And I don't know if it's like this in other professions or professional places, but in radio, it is the case. You could put a four day old pizza out on that counter and people would eat it. It would be gone in no time. I will eat it. It will yeah. get eaten. Holly will pick up yes. anything that's in that scavenging area. Nobody cares how long it, it like, it, it might, if it has I a little mold on it, brush it I will frequently bring bags of food from my house that have expired yeah. and leave them on the counter because I know they will get 
They'll get eaten. Scooped up immediately. Anyway. So we can't blame all the people for eating the pies. Plus, they were delicious. One thing but we that learned happened. yesterday, in addition to that, you can't trust anyone in the world. And the world is a dark and scary place full of liars and cheaters and thieves. Um, is that we're not alone. Because a lot of you sent us emails and messages on social media saying you've had this very experience. In fact, we just got an email um, earlier in the show from a listener who said, I feel your pain. I once brought chili in to share with my team. I went at the end of the day and someone had taken my entire ceramic crock pot insert the whole out of the fridge. Crock pot insert gone. Who oh, does that? Rude. Six five one six four one one oh seven one. Has anybody ever pilfered your precious nibbles? Uh Amy's on the line. <laughs> Amy's on the line. Hi, Amy. Have you had a devastating experience similar to our pie situation? Not personally, but I do have a coworker who is diabetic, and she would put food in the in the fridge for herself so that she would have something to snack on in case she needed it. And I guess somebody kept stealing it, and she kept labeling it, and they kept stealing it. So as a result, she got a fridge locker. So in our fridge, there is a square uh, plastic container. It looks like... Um, it looks like a cage, and it actually has a lock on it. And so she has her snacks in there now. That wow. is genius. How sad them. is that, that but we live yes. in a world where you have to lock your snacks up? Yes. Yep. Amy, thank you for your call. Oh, that's so but sad. But you're, you're absolutely right. Like, I am disgusted that grown adults can't understand that if it's not theirs, also, it's not theirs. Like, oh, I, oh, I just, I, oh. I mean, if we can be honest, it, nothing is safe in a work environment, right? Like, we have to hide our headphones. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times people have stolen my headphones. And yes, I use the word stolen because yes. when you take something that's not yours and, and fail put to put it, it back, back, it is theft. Yes. And I'm not looking at you mo- weekend shows. I'm looking at you weekend shows. <laughs> Let's go to the phones. Becca's on the line. Hi, Becca. Becca, has anybody ever pilfered your precious nibbles? Hey, so actually, so I work in a kitchen, and so my experience is not actually at work, because we can't have our own personal food in there. But when I was pregnant, I used to love Caesar salad. And I still lived at home with my parents, and I came home from work one day, and my dad had eaten my Caesar salad. It was my favorite thing in the whole world. And I was pregnant, and I totally lost it on my dad. Becca, I I understand. Thank you for your call. I fully understand this because I used to drink Sprite like crazy in college. My brother went to the same school that I went to, and one day he had stopped in my room to, I don't know what, maybe watch a TV show. I don't know. I came back, and he had taken my last Sprite, and I did Ooh. not speak to him for days. I was so angry. Yeah, no, it seems petty, but when you really want it and that's all you've got to look forward to in life. How dare he? Carrie's on the line. Hi, Carrie. Carrie, tell us about the food theft in your office. Well, everybody was complaining that they were missing food. And so one day I brought leftovers and I was waiting for my friend to come down and eat lunch with me. And I had eaten half my lunch. And she came down and she said, my food is gone. And I thought, oh, no, not another stealing from the refrigerator. And then she described her meal. <gasps> and I looked down and I said, I think I just 
ate your dinner. <laughs> we, we both had roast beef and potatoes from our mother's as leftovers. No. And I grabbed the wrong container, so I ended up eating hers. Oh, no. Oh, my God. That's like when you get in someone else's car, but it's the same car. Oh, my gosh. Carrie, did you... So then, did she eat yours and everything was fine? I like the end of the story if that's what happened. She went and bought lunch, but I oh. said she could have had mine, but I think... We both were kind of like, oh. Oops. Oh. That's hilarious. Was, both were dinners were good, but they were made by somebody else. Yeah, no, that's hilarious. <laughs> Thank you, Carrie. Oh, I'd have been like, oh, oh, oh. I, it's people just don't. I, I just don't. We all agree that if it's not can yours, I just don't tell you, eat it. I don't understand. I would never steal someone else's food because I would think, I don't know if that they didn't pick their nose or rub their junk before they like scooped up their salad mm-hmm. and put it into you know what i mean like that's just gross would i steal your prepackaged food item like if you had a granola bar and i wanted it i might here's the thing i would sooner steal your loose change from your desk to go down to the vending machines and get something yeah, to eat than i would to that, take you food know that out wouldn't of be, the... you wouldn't you know that wouldn't be stealing i there is something about food though to i think your point it's somebody's thing right yeah. versus like because what if it was like something you just because everyone has had that experience of like, I can't wait when I go home tonight, I'm going to eat that last mm-hmm. chicken thigh that I yep. left in the refrigerator and I get home and Jamie is sitting there. And I'm like, you just ate the last damn chicken thigh, you fool. Mm-hmm. That was not for you. You already had your two. Rude. Yeah. Where did not my that prunes that's happened. go? Okay. Holly, where nobody took, nobody your, prunes, took honey. your prunes. Nobody took your prunes. And if they did, you know where to find them. In the, in the toilet. <laughs> when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we got to talk about Chris Pratt. He's got some ambitions, and we, ne- we need to talk about them as yeah, a family. After this, on my talk 1071. What is Chris Pratt up to? A question you probably never find yourself asking. Never fear, we're going to tell you on the Colleen and Bradley show, my talk 1071. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. Answer that question, Bradley. What is Chris Pratt up to? Uh, he's opening his own um, patriotic-themed production company. More on that in a moment. First, let's discuss why we're actually talking about Chris Pratt. He is part of a publationship. What is a publationship, Colleen? That is a relationship for the services of publicity. The services of publicity? Yes. Or purposes. Exactly. Um, <laughs> what is the publicationship that he's a part of? We call them Schwat. Yep. That would be uh, Catherine Schwarzenegger and himself, Chris Pratt. Now, we followed the trajectory of this fake relationship. I mean, they may actually love each other, but clearly they were like, let's let's just ride this relationship out as much as humanly possible for publicity. They because leverage it as Once often they as got possible. together, you started seeing stories about the two of them relentlessly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that involved like them getting a house and a farm and they have pigs milking or their something, goats or whatever. Milking cow goats. I don't know. Something anyway. Well, now, as I told you at the outset, movie star Chris Pratt has started a new production company in Hollywood. It's called Pledge of Allegiance. How creative. Um, I Actually, I don't know. Now that I think about it, I'm not sure that that's the name of it, but it says that's the theme of it. Okay. I can't. So I no, it's pledge. No, it says Pledge of Allegiance themed production company. 
Oh my God, what? I don't even know what that means. I don't either, but here's what he said in the post, and this is why I wanted to talk about Schwab, because we've not kept up with them. And because we knew there was something political going on, right? So when I say patriotic, Mm -hmm. that makes you think America. Right. Which would not, it sounds kind of politician-y, not very celebrity, right? right? Yep. And remember he wrote that... um, Poem. Poem about America. Dings to, to the, the left. left. Dongs to, to the, the right. right. I don't know what that means because most days to the left. But um, that was TMI. I mean, for most guys, I'm just telling you, it's always probably going to go to the left. It's just the way. Dress in the left. Yep. Um, unless it's right. But usually it's left. Okay. <laughs> so back to Chris Pratt. We were like, what? And then you went on a trip to like L.A. and mm-hmm. some taxi cab driver told you she went to school with him. So she had known him uh, when they were students together. I don't know where. And she said, mark my words. She said, I would not be surprised if he's not trying to make the move into um, politics. And that would make sense. Right. Because Catherine Schwarzenegger is basically a Kennedy. She's a Kennedy. Yeah. Yep. And a Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. And he was the governor of California. Exactly. And they're in California. Now, he posted this video. This is how we knew that this was going to be a thing. He posted a video of a, quote, musical sneak peek at the walls inside his office. And that's kind of unrelated because what it does is it sort of pans around his office for this new production company. And it's different posters and paintings from his different creative works. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, like, sings the song. Of each one, which is just kind of interesting, okay. but whatever. Cute. But then the caption is as follows. So grateful for each step of this wonderful journey. I've started a company. Indivisible Productions. So that's the actual name. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Okay. Productions. Okay. Which is a I Pledge the of theme. Allegiance theme. I, yeah, it's a word in the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. One nation mm-hmm. under God indivisible Mm, our mission statement is to create entertaining content focusing on themes which will help to bridge the growing divide in our country and world you know make the world a better place no biggie you're welcome oh but it's whatever okay okay so to reiterate no biggie you're welcome but it's whatever what the heck is he doing also, can I just tell you the fallacy that is like I I adore people who are trying to sell you something that they think sounds really awesome. Mm-hmm. And in this case, he's trying to sell us clearly with his production company. I don't know what entertaining content that hopes to bridge the growing divide in our country. That sounds very political. It does. It sounds like it has a political agenda. Mm-hmm. And I question now maybe he really does want to be a politician and this is what this is like the the first you know salvo opening salvo mm-hmm. in his war on politicians or something i don't know cuz it just sounds like a hollywood version of a politician right it doesn't it's, sound you know this, like in our day in our life if we look around and see politicians this sounds like a very like 1990s 2000s politician way of talking. Here's what I'm getting from this. I'm feeling that that Chris Pratt started a production company and part of his brand is this patriotic uh, faith 
marriage situation. And he knows that that's his brand. And so he's trying to make his, he's trying to retrofit his production company to be on brand for who Chris Pratt is trying to be. Yeah. I, because to me, the thing that will bridge the div- I'm using his words, uh, bridge the growing divide in our country and world is like, I don't know, humanity. So like maybe tell stories about humanity. But then why don't you just do that? Then you're, so that's you're a why production I think- company who's trying to retrofit your message to be on brand for Chris Pratt. Yeah, I think that it's actually far more overtly political than we think. Probably. Because that sounds like a very not pragmatic way of bridging an actual divide. It sounds like I want to sell you something. Yeah. Are are we going to buy it? I don't know if we're going to buy it. Zero chance. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got dumb people doing dumb things. We call them crazy, stupid idiots. We're going to tell you all about them after this on My Talk 107.1. We've got some dumb people doing dumb things that we want to tell you about on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 107.1, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. But before we get to those uh, dumb people doing dumb things, we're feeling kind of generous. Free stuff. What are we giving away, Holly? We got good free stuff this week. So this is all celebrating Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine's Restaurant Week. That's happening February 23rd through the 28th. So... Today's gift card is a $100 gift card to Tria Restaurant and Bar. Yay. 651-641-1071. Bradley, what color are we giving that to? Number three. Color number three will be the big wiener. and uh, Big wiener. Now we can move on to those crazy, stupid idiots. Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Yes. Colleen and Bradley present... CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiot. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. Like London and Iceland. Uh, we're actually going to fly the friendly skies somewhere betwixt. London and Iceland, and uh, that's where we're going to meet 44-year-old Matthew Flaherty. He was, um, I don't know, I kind of understand the impulse to have a few beverages when you're flying, because I am a nervous flyer. So I don't know if that was what was behind Mr. Flaherty's uh, decision to drink gin straight out of the bottle, but that's what he did, and um, he found himself very intoxicated in flight Mm. uh he started to hit on a female passenger she ignored him and he did not take kindly to that so he started cursing at her and screaming and then threatened her family i mean which is wrong yeah so then he did the same thing to the flight crew um but even that wasn't the thing that made them decide to turn the flight around it was what he did next. Um, what did he do next? He started to disassemble his cellular telephone and eat it. What? Yeah. He was trying to eat his cell phone. Uh, he did put the battery down on the seat that he had been sitting in, and the 
battery started smoking. Oh, God. Oh, God. So the flight attendant dunked it in water to get it to stop. And then the pilots diverted the flight to an airport in Scotland where he was escorted off the plane and was arrested. I don't know, because it seems to me that they have peanuts and or pretzels available for your consumption should you get the nibbles. Well, yeah, or they get a kind bar or um, <laughs> Biscoff cookies. I mean, hello. I always ask for two snacks. So he, I get a sweet and a salty. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, he did. Uh, he was in court this week and he did plead guilty to several charges, including disorderly conduct, making violent threats. Eating a phone. Uh, and he will be sentenced next month. I don't know what the legalities are of are, are of phone eating. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's dumb. Yep. Um, where was that again? I mean, it was somewhere between Iceland and London, and it ended in Scotland. Oh, okay. So it was very international. Yeah. I think we're going to stay international. I was Fine. debating whether or not to tell you the story, but oh, okay. I'm going to tell you the story. And uh, it's going to take us all the way to New Zealand. Okay. And there I want to tell you about a prison officer. So, oh, actually, no, this was reported in New Zealand, but it comes from the UK. Okay. And it's about a prison officer. I think we would just call those like a prison guard. Yep. Right. Has been jailed after doing something for six months um, at the jail. And her name is Stephanie Smith-White. Okay. Smith-White. 40-year-old Stephanie Smith-White. She did something for about six months at her uh, prison, the Frank Land Prison. Now, apparently, um, she was bebopping around the prison because that's her job. You know, I'm a guard. I'm a prison guard. She wears a uniform. I do know that. And uh, you see a picture of her. She looks like maybe she smokes some weed uh, on occasion or at least just doesn't maybe, you know, get out of bed until about 11. Okay. But that's not why she's a crazy, stupid idiot. Remember, I said she did something for six months at the prison. At the prison. She was stealing the uh, license plates that the prisoners were making. Mm. No. No. How about I give you a hint? Okay. So she had a friend at the prison. And his name was Curtis Cocky Warren. He went by the nickname Cocky. Okay. Was she relating to this person? Maybe. In a very unique way. Now, a prison guard having a sex with an inmate is probably not the first. This is, would not be the first time we've no. heard of this behavior. I've seen it on TV shows before. I would like to applaud her for dating the guy named Cocky. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to leave it at that. that. Sounds really proud. Yeah. Uh, Curtis, we'll just call him Curtis. So she and Curtis, Stephanie and Curtis, had a, a tawdry six-month affair behind bars. He is a notorious drug smuggler mm. and a gangster. Now, that is not crazy, stupid, idiot-worthy. It's just kind of like, I bet that happens more than we admit. Mm-hmm. And who's to say that they weren't in love? This might be a po- This might be true love. Yeah. You don't know. I don't want to get in the way of that. But that's illegal because of her job, right? Right. You're not supposed to get special with inmates. No. Do you want to know what made her a crazy, stupid idiot? Um, Let me just put it this way. It's how she liaised with uh, Curtis Cocky Warren. 
how she did or where. There was something very specific that she did to facilitate the liaisons with her paramour. I I don't know. I can't. I'm scared. Just guess. I don't know. She... I don't know. Well, what she had did was they met secretly in a cell on occasion. (laughs) They also met in the kitchen and the laundry room. Now, imagine you are in a prison. I mean, this... It's tough to do, but I will. You're another inmate. You're another uh, officer, guard, Mm -hmm. what have you. You're an official. It would be weird for, you know, you to see like, like the two of them going at it. Yep. Thank you for that. Right. Yep. Because if you saw that. Right. You know, that would be two unclothed people. Oh, dear. Going at it. And that would be really obvious. It's so obvious. So they had to be a little discreet. And it was the method of their discretion that earns her crazy, stupid idiot status. And this is why I wanted to share the story with you. 40-year-old Stephanie Smith-White decided she would cut a hole in her trousers to facilitate oh my gosh. her connection. Ingenuity. So she was Curtis walking around <laughs> all day long with an access door. Yeah. Easy access. So that they could make a quick... Uh, moment Mm -hmm. have a nice quick visit you know and she would just i think i would still think that that was wouldn't you be like hey barb yeah you you got a little hole in your or like i i i think even if they were fully clothed if i happened upon two people in any (laughs) position that would indicate i'm just getting past her just moving past kind of narrow in here over and over again yeah over and over again i think i would know just having a seizure what would happen going on um now the smitten prison guard as she is described was devastated by what had happened that she was um she did admit it was a catastrophic error of judgment and had simply fallen in love with the wrong person doesn't really matter now. She and Cocky are spending two years in jail together. Well, only apart. Because, okay, because I was gonna say, I feel like she might not then have to alter her clothing for yeah. that experience. Then, oh wow, she does look like she just rolled out of bed. Yeah, or you know. All right. Uh, next, I would like to take you to Washington State where we are going to meet a truck driver who was multitasking. The main job he was conducting was driving truck. I mean, that would be good for a truck driver. Right. But he was speeding the other day and he got pulled over. And it was at that time that the state trooper recognized that he wasn't just driving. uh, He also wasn't just driving. He was high. But that's not what makes him a crazy, stupid idiot. It's the other thing that was going on. He had a full music studio in the front seat of his truck. Okay. And when the cops were like, what's that? He was like, oh, yeah. So um, I like to produce music while I'm driving. Um, He had a laptop and a keyboard attached to the dash wires running everywhere and there was a drop down microphone hanging from the ceiling to record his vocals while he drove truck what who does that 100 percent serious also he had a jar of white powder on him and what appeared to be crystal meth 
Okay. I just want to hear his music. The key words there were crystal and meth. I just want to hear his music. Do you, though? Kind of. Do you? Don't know if the acoustics are the best. You never know. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to play a little game. That game is called The Throwback Live. We'll do that after this on My Talk 107.1.